Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hi, this is Matt Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, I'm just going to fondle my um, Adapt brand skates while I talk to you <laughs> into my microphone. Um, I had this episode lined up to do for a while. I mean, I done it, did a few little review, you know, experiences of Adapt skates when I got them uh, a couple of years ago, and then when I got the the newer model of the um, the Stealth Teams this time last year um uh and then (laughs) before i actually got around to recording it um i saw that we had a little video pop up on blader union with russell day kind of goofily talking through um the skate that's just the newer so i've got like the 2017 team stealth i think it's talking through the russell day 2019 maybe uh the massive the big differences there are the the cnc machined strap bolt protector and a 45 degree strap are the big things as well as obviously the Russell Day graphic whereas mine have got the um a kind of a ZS graphic like a Zorro graphic on the back of mine that I got custom done in like a burgundy red um I really love the Adapt brand skates I really love them and I guess look I haven't skated all sorts of skates the only skates I've skated much since I've been back uh Razor's Genesis and these adapt brand skates, although I did skate and have really fun skating um, some roaches, growls, um, when I skated with Ian Smith um, in December last year, and they were really nice too, clouds, pillows for your feet. Um, so I haven't got massive experience of skating lots and lots of skates, but I guess the thing is, I don't, as I'm holding the skate in front of me and talking through it, I don't have much negative stuff that makes me want to try something else. Like, I hear great stuff about them skates, and I want to get a pair just because I want to give money to John Julio, really. Um, and, and I'm curious, but I don't feel like I need them skates. Um, and there are other skates that I'm curious about. Like, Aeons look really rad. Sure, whatever. Um, I'd love to have, like, a purple, pink, and green old-school TRS Lightning skate, or to have, like, a new skate that uses that colorway done up fresh um i'd love to just have that in my collection just for sheer nostalgia that's my nostalgia skate not the fifth element or the um m12 it's the (laughs) trs lightning that's how old i am i'd love to have that in my collection i'm a what am i an adapt brand I'm, i'm a tiny eu 39 so anything between a 39 and a 41 eu anything between i guess that's a uk 5 to uk 7 fit me so if you've got a pair out there and you want to give me them you can send them to me i'd happily have them um just to just to stroke and admire uh but uh i've just got nothing to complain about really with it what what have been my problems with the adapt brand skates um when i first i first got a prototype pair off like um i don't know like sort of a skate trade site and there was a crack in the cuff um and um did that brand crew tell me that that's possibly because that prototype wasn't 
as many layers of their carbon stuff. And so that crack rubbed. That was the only problem. It rubbed and caused like um, kind of a, um, a kind of a blister pressure point there. Uh, so that was a problem with that that was just a damaged skate. Um, and then when I got this new pair, the first batch of um, ankle straps I got um, were the um, the kind of, what would you say, the uh, the male, you know, like the fluffy, not the prickly hooked end, but the fluffy end, the male end of the um, Velcro was just too fluffy and woolly and it didn't grip. So I ended up, they sent me a new pair of those, which have been great. Um, uh, the old ones I just took off, but it says something about how good the waxed laces and the all-carbon shell is right up to your ankle. But you don't actually need the strap. The strap looks cool, but it's not... It's not like a buckle on a plastic boot that you need to give you ankle support. The actual carbon shell, coupled with the waxed laces that really lock, um, that's all you need. So I skated these while I waited for those straps to arrive. I skated these just without a strap. And they, I think that's how Julian Barr skates his, and they're fine. Which, which comes to the 45-degree strap thing, which is this new feature with the 2019 Adapt Skate. And... Um, uh, you can order them as well if you want them, and, and they go in between the boot and the sole plate, and so they really lock in. Um, they look cool. They adv- they look nice, and they advance the um, options for um, modding your skate with different colours of the Nubic leather. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I asked Peter, why not? Um, do you even need this 45-degree scrap? My experience is that the, um, the lacing... Does it? Like, I just don't have any problem with my foot locked in. And he kind of went, yeah, you don't really need it. Um, and it's the same with the ankle strap. You don't really need it. All you need is the laces and this shell, and your foot is snug and secure. It's not going anywhere. Um, uh, so that's an interesting thing about it. It's interesting being in a skate where the laces and the shell are providing all the support and security. One thing I do wonder, because I can't really review this as someone who does lots of street skating and big gaps and stairs. My knee, I'm too old, my back and my knees couldn't handle that. I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to have the hard impact, massive jumps and risk them going badly. That I, I don't need that in my life. And so I can't really speak to what it's like with a full carbon shell with no flex in it for those kind of big hard landings. Um, the Adapt crew would say, oh, actually, no, that's that's good for you. You don't want flex to absorb your fall. Um, that's not how the actual ergonomics of your foot works. So, I don't know. I guess you'd have to ask the, um, um, you know, Russell Day and Jay Barr and um, Adrian Deck and all them. You know, Levi, I know he's got a roaches now, but you'd ask, ask you know, all those. Have to ask them their experience. Others who do bigger hammers on them, what that's like. I find, like, doing, if I land a, um, like a Barani flip, in a transition and come down quite hard as my legs come around. I can feel quite jarring up through my foot, uh, depending on how the ankle lands against the face of the ramp. But I don't know if that would be any different on a plastic boot or a um, carbon boot with a a movable cuff or not. So, I mean, someone else can tell me that. Um, Like Symmetrics, the Adapt um, Frame Sole, kind of sub-brand, Symmetrics, that also does their wheels and their bearings. Um, they're famously really fast frames and sole plates, and they are. They're really sleek, really fast, you know, uh, really nice. They're not massive, but they're a decent size. Uh, the, the negative space is small, so it does make the negative... I mean, not that I particularly want to ever do negative grinds 
ever. Uh, those don't really interest me, but if you wanted to do them, you'd have to earn them. <laughs> you'd have to really bone them over um, to, to lock on. So I guess it makes that a harder earned and more, more impressive achievement if you do it really solid frames the symmetric frames designed to be skated flat and i tell you man having skated them now not being a masterful blader and being someone who's learning new um having never learned kind of groove tricks um like royales and farvanugans and backslides i never learnt them as a teenager um i really haven't had much trouble with wheel bite like that's, that's been fine, you know, and that's made, been made. Both the um, symmetri symmetrics wheels and I'm now skating the 50-50 wheels, both of them have a kind of a um, sort of like a rounded bullety sort of profile, and so that makes it even easier to not stick. And so this relatively shallow, um, narrow groove uh, is fine. It, it, it's, it's all you need. Because the, the frame goes sufficiently far down the wheels, um, there is actually a decent gap there, and, and once you then take it on an angle... I just haven't had any issues. Like any soft boot or carbon boot, you're not skating plastic frame, plastic sole, plastic boot, so it's all kind of one thing. Uh, with this, the sole plate is your backside groove as well, backslide groove. Um, uh, it, yeah, so your backslide groove is built into your sole only. And then after that, there's a little, you know, sort of five mil gap, and then the boot, actual boot, you know, of the Nubik leather around the um, carbon is there, and, and uh, you're not going to, I mean, you're not going to hit that, you know, but you're sitting really, uh, rather than sitting on, like on a, on a razor's boot, there's like this, this actual backslide plate, isn't there, right? That's kind of drilled in to the boot. That's a sort of separate part of the sole that kind of comes up and functions differently. Whereas with this, it's just actually the raised bit of the sole. And there's a little divot. Again, quite a shallow divot there, um, but just enough to lock on. And slowly as you skate it, it'll wear at the angle and in the way that you want it to. And it will really find its way. But it's, it's, a, it's a shallow divot. And it's maybe wider than a razor's. Um, did it? That's it's a bit narrower. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, um, but it's not as wide as some of that kind of M12 larger Valo type um, backslide plate groove. You know, so it's little, and it's you're you're making that your own as you grind it. Um, both the frame itself has a kind of a, um, uh, is it beveled? Is that the name for it? The kind of the edging of the frame, as well as the shape of the sole plate really facilitate um, kind of you know, cess sliding. So they're actually kind of, they, they invite that and then they, they, they wear to that quite nicely. And so you can, you can get this kind of um, this angle form there quite comfortably. Um, the skates just look damn good. They just I just love looking at them. I'm standing here talking with you about them for like 10 minutes, holding them in my hands. They feel nice to touch. They look beautiful to look at. A little window where you can look in and see your um, the, uh, the carbon um, materials there, um, all the places where the different stitching work. Um, but the, uh, the, there's a bit of leather that goes around the toe that slowly starts to come apart with time. So, I mean, that's that's part of the like the you, the the aggressive skates are written 
are skated to be destroyed. They're made to be skated to be destroyed. So you, you want a bit of wear. It doesn't harm anything. There's no problem that comes with a little bit of that coming apart there. And nowhere else in my skate is any of the stitching coming apart. There's this wear that slowly starts to come. I fall over a lot. I'm not good at skating, and I fall over a lot. Um, uh, I mean, it's all in parks and skate parks and bowls and stuff, but some of them are rough. Like, they're not, I don't skate only uh, wooden parks or smooth concrete. Like, some of them are pretty rough as guts. Um, and all I get is this kind of shiny wear. Um, Peter says it's the same kind of leather used on horse saddles, and I believe him. It's stuff that wears to shiny, but it's not going to kind of wear. I mean, I've been skating these. I mean, I don't skate like every day, all day, the way like a pro or a teenager does. But I'm going to skate regularly, and I fall maybe more often than a pro does. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I skate regularly on them. And, And when I skate, I might not skate all day, but when I skate, I skate you know, I'm not there hanging, watching, drinking chocolate milk, having a cigarette, talking to my mates, going to get hamburger. I skate, you know, I skate for the full time I skate. So maybe an hour of my skating is two or three hours of like a kid's quote unquote skating session because I'm actually just skating on my own. Um, nowhere else is there damage apart from that little bit of the, as I say, that kind of stitching around the base of the toe is coming apart or glued there. Um, the glue has come apart. And I guess I could glue that back on. I don't really care. It just, as I say, it doesn't affect. Um, the, the shell is quite low down at the front. Um, and so you can bang your toe and that hurts where a plastic boot covers your toe. So there's a risk of that. And on the other hand, it is a very hard, close, tight front. So if you do land on your toes, say doing like a flip or, or smashing into the ramp or something, um, then you, you do smash your toenails up against the front of the, that shell. So it's both hard when you hit it, but also fairly low down. And so there's a t- soft top of the boot. And so you, you can whack that boot into a, um, into a handrail or your other skate could hit into it or something, you know, and it will hurt. So that's a, that's a little bit of a vulnerability of it there. And same around the side, like the, um, the shell goes, uh, I don't know, like, um, two centimeters, maybe three centimeters up, um, from kind of the ankle forward. It's, It's only sort of up, um, uh, just at the top of your toe, I guess. You know, from your top, as fat as your big toe, it go. The shell goes back about that height. So that means that all the way back there, that the the kind of the fleshy part of your foot above the arch of your foot is just exposed and just covered with nubic leather. So, so that's again a point where if you're unlucky enough to whack it there, it'll be <laughs> it'll hurt um, in a way that uh, your plastic boot it won't. But I mean, what you gain from that is tighter tighter binding there you can pull the laces forward around that area of your foot and i guess you're going lightness i mean they're light boots they're light to hold in my hands now they feel light on your feet again they're so tight on your feet you don't feel like you're flopping around and flexing around and floating around in them it feels like everything you put into these skates goes down through the sole plate through the sole through the wheels to the ground you know it's a lovely feeling um Oh, what else to say? Yeah, I'm just smelling them now. I mean, you can't remove the liner, you can't wash the liner. It's all just built in, this lovely, porous, cushy. I mean, they're comfortable, really comfortable footbeds and really comfortable um, liners. Um, 
But, I mean, I, I don't leave these sitting... I mean, I air these out after I skate them. I, I make sure they're always not just in a car or in a bag or in a boot of a car or in a... But, you know, aired out. And, um, I mean, they smell like... Sh- I mean, they don't smell like... Like the scum, my kids' soccer boots, you know, like we've got tubs, we shove them and they stink. Oh my goodness, toxic. Whereas these don't stink, you know, they smell like foot, but they don't stink even as bad as my knee pads stink, you know, so that says something, doesn't it? Um, and sizing, like I just followed their sizing instructions measure your foot, by that size. And um, for them, I'm, as I said earlier, I'm an EU39, UK 5.5, US 6. So I'm a small, I'm a smallish guy, um, you know, under six foot, um, and I do have a smallish foot, but that's, I don't think I'd buy a size 5.5 sneaker, um, but this fits fine, really nice at that size, so, so that's that. Um, Adapt brand skates cost all the money in the world, and you're getting them shipped from Holland, from the Netherlands, (laughs) but you, but they are awesome skates. I was talking to a guy who skated USD carbons his whole life and he said, ah, that brand skates, they don't have a calf, that's the problem with them. They will go sloppy, they'll go floppy, you know, if you skate them a lot, you'd have to replace them. Um, you're, just, you're old, you don't skate them enough to notice that problem, but I don't buy it. I don't buy that. I don't buy it. I, I have skated these enough, regularly enough, often enough, and there is no sign of floppy, no sign of losing shape in a problematic way. They are, they've been great for park, um, great even for commute skating if I need to. Uh, great for vert. Great for bowls. They all look gorgeous. Um, if you've got the discretionary income and want to support some really interesting people doing a handmade, total, geek-out, wanker, elite skate, I would support Adapt brand. <laughs> I'd get a pair, man. They are they are expensive as anything, but gosh, they are a pleasure to skate. <laughs> the end. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.